There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. It is Tuesday on the podcast, and we are in the middle of our revival services in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Second Chance Bible Church. We certainly are thankful for what the Lord is doing. Looking forward to great things from the Lord. And uh, we need a marvelous work of God in these days in which we're laboring. And uh, we finish up here, Lord willing, tomorrow night, which is Wednesday night. And then we'll be heading down to Shippensburg, Pennsylvania. We'll be down there Sunday through Friday. Brother Wagner and the folks at the Shippensburg Independent Baptist Church. And uh, looking forward to what God will do there. But pray for us in Harrisburg. We certainly need the Lord's help tonight. And uh, we need the Lord's help tomorrow night. And consider us when you pray and think about what the Lord can do what the Lord will do, and just pray for the many needs of souls, people lost without Christ, the Christians indifferent, cold, and dead on God. We are in need of revival. We're in need of an awakening of people. And uh, most folks today are not awakened at all. They have no clue who Jesus Christ is. They have no concept of Jesus Christ. And yet, uh, those of us that labor in the Word of God, we try to patiently labor in the hopes that God will awaken them, that God will penetrate the darkness of their hearts and reveal Jesus Christ to them. We're in Psalm 98. I'm going to read the psalm through today, and I'm going to really focus on one section of this psalm. I believe it's very important. It's very much a reflection of Psalm 97 from yesterday, and so much of this has been said. But in Psalm 98, he says, "Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. The Lord hath made known his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. He hath remembered his mercy and his truth toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Sing unto the Lord with the harp, with the harp, with the voice of a psalm, with trumpets and sound of cornet. And make a joyful noise before the Lord, the King. Let the sea roar in the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills be joyful together before the Lord, for he cometh to judge the earth. With righteousness shall he judge the world and the people with equity. And so he starts off this psalm, and it simply says, Psalm 98, a psalm. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Why? Because Jesus Christ is going to come and he's going to reign on this earth. There will be a new song sung. It will be the song unto the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. The earth will praise him. The mountains will praise him. The trees of the field will clap their hands. The floods will praise him. They'll clap their hands. The hills will be joyful together. Why? Because Jesus Christ is going to make all things right. He is going to come. And he's going to rule. And he's going to reign. And it's going to be a glorious day. And so the psalmist is looking to that. The psalmist is writing about that. The psalmist is looking for that day when Jesus Christ shall come. But in verse 1, there's two statements that are made that I'd really like to look at today. We talked about the salvation of the Lord. 
the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. We talked about that yesterday. And so today in verse 1, he said this, For he hath done marvelous things, his right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. And I want to look at those expressions, the right hand of God, of course, and uh, then I want to look at his holy arm. But Exodus chapter 15 and verse 6, the word of God said this, Thy right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. And so we see as Moses and the children of Israel celebrated the Red Sea destroying the chariots of Egypt, they sang that great song. They saw the power in the right hand of God. They saw the strength in the right hand of God. The psalmist writes about that several different places. And as we try to do in these messianic psalms, we try to look at other psalms because so often they're a companion to what we're singing about here. In Psalm 118 in verse 16, the right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. Again, who is the right hand of the Lord? Well, as Stephen saw him, he saw Jesus Christ. He saw him standing on the right hand of God, and therefore he was exalted in that place. He is exalted on the right hand of the Lord. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. And then we see in another place in the Psalms, in Psalm 139 and verse 10, and again, a companion psalm to what we're reading. The word of God simply says this, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. Now, who is the darkness and the light alike to? Well, it has to be the Lord. It has to be Jesus Christ. He is the light of the world. There is no darkness in him. And so the light and the darkness are the same to him. He sees the same. It doesn't matter if it's light or if it's dark. Why? He's the right hand of God. He is exalted in his place. And therefore, we see a little bit more about the right hand of God. Psalm 63 is another place we'd like to look. And in Psalm 63 and in verse 8, the word of God says, My soul followeth hard after thee. And there's a colon there, new sentence. Thy right hand upholdeth me. And again, this is messianic because he says, but those who seek after my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. So we're looking at a prophecy of Jesus Christ speaking about the right hand of God, which is Jesus Christ. It's interesting that we see that. What's interesting that Jesus Christ in heavenly places is going to uphold himself. Why? Because he's God in flesh. And that's just where that psalm is coming from. It's what that psalm is speaking about. Psalm 89 and verse 13. And again, the word of God speaks concerning the right hand of God. And it says this, Thou hast a mighty arm, strong is thy hand, and high is thy right hand. How high is his right hand? It reacheth unto the heavens. That's how high it is. It's a person of Jesus Christ. Psalm 73 and verse 23. Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holden me by my right hand. It's interesting that the Lord reaches down his right hand in this psalm, and then he delivers by his mighty right hand. And he delivers by grabbing my right hand, if you will, and he'll do that for you. That's what he did for the Son of God. 
That's what he did for Jesus Christ when he'd been made an offering for sin. He reached out his right hand, grabbed him by his right hand, and pulled him up out of that miry clay, brought him out of that horrible pit where there's no water. He delivered his soul. That's the strength of God. It's the might of, of God. He said in Isaiah in chapter 48, and we're beginning verse 12, he said, hearken unto me, O Jacob and Israel, my called, I am he. I am the first, I also am the last, those those I am's of scripture. Mine hand also hath laid the foundation of the earth, and my right hand hath spanned the heavens. When I call unto them, they stand up together. So he tells us, according to the scripture, he said that the, mine hand also has laid the foundation of the earth, that's Jesus Christ, and my right hand has spanned the heavens. That's the might of Almighty God. That's the strength of Almighty God. That's the power of Almighty God. He is the creator. He has spanned the heavens with his hand. Psalm 80 and verse 17 says, Let thy hand be upon the man of thy right hand, upon the son of man, whom thou madest strong for thyself. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let thy hand be upon the man of thy right hand. That's the person of Jesus Christ. That is God in flesh. And he said, upon the son of man, whom thou madest strong for thyself. Now it's interesting. Psalm 16 speaks of that explicitly. And when he says in verse seven, I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel my reins also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou would not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Now, again, we must try the spirits where they be of God. We must see the spirit of truth, spirit of error. Because in Psalm 109 and verse 6, we see that man of sin also replicates that. In verse 5 of Psalm 109, And they have rewarded me evil for good and hatred for my love. Set thou a wicked man over him, and let Satan stand at his right hand. That's when Lucifer said, I will be like the Most High God. Therefore, he is at the right hand of that man of sin. He is that right hand of this man that commonly reported is called Antichrist, that wicked, that son of perdition, the man of sin. And he is set at his right hand. Why? Because he is his strength. What's the difference? Well, the difference is simply in the psalm that we've been looking at for our text. The difference is he says, oh, sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. That's why you try the spirits, whether they be of God. Why? Because you'll find out holiness is the key. And Jesus Christ is holy. The word of God is holy. The arm of God is holy. Isaiah references this in Isaiah 52. And Isaiah references this very statement, this very psalm, if you will. Isaiah 52 and verse 10, The Lord hath made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. He was made flesh. He dwelt among us. His arm was made bare. But not just his arm, his holy arm was made bare. Jesus Christ, the righteousness of God. And all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation 
of our God. Then Isaiah 53 in verse 1, who hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Well, John talks about that in John chapter 12 and in verse 38. And again, to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? It's been revealed to the saints of God. Glory to God. This is verse 38, that the saying of Isaiah, the prophet might be fulfilled, which was spake, Lord, who hath believed our report? And to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore, they could not believe because Isaiah said again, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts. They should not see with their eyes nor understand with their heart and be converted and I should heal them. These things said Isaiah when he saw his glory and spake of him. So he spake by the Spirit of Christ because he saw the glory of God, which is Jesus Christ. He saw him high and lifted up. He saw him exalted on high and then testified about the, the bare arm of God, the right hand of God, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed. Well, it's been revealed to a sinful world. It's been revealed to sin-sick people. It's been revealed to those that would desire to see. It's been revealed to those that are looking for him. It's been revealed to those that are longing for him. It's revealed to those that are looking for him, seeking him, and searching for him with all of their heart. Mary is speaking in Luke chapter 1, and she said in verse 46, my soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imaginations of their heart. So Mary, understanding that which was gone on within her, understanding that which was as conceived in her, knowing that it's the arm of God, knowing it's the strength of God, knowing it's the hand of God, Jesus Christ. And so she testifies concerning him. In Acts chapter 13 and verse 17, Paul is speaking to the men of Israel. He says, the God of this people of Israel chose our fathers and exalted the people when they dwelt as strangers in the land of Egypt. And with an high arm brought he them out of it. And can I say to you, if there's deliverance today, it's going to be through the high arm of Jesus Christ. It's going to be through the holy arm of Almighty God. It's going to be by his mighty hand reaching down and taking hold of our hand and pulling us up out of that miry clay and putting our feet on that solid rock, which is Jesus Christ. And I'm glad that the Lord has considered my plight. I'm glad that the Lord considered me when I was lost without Christ. Yea, he hath loved me with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, he said, have I drawn thee. And oh, I'm glad the Lord loved me with an everlasting love. Song of Solomon 2 and 4 said, he brought me to the banqueting house and his banner over me was love. His love has been extended to all the world through his son, Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And my friend, the love of God has appeared to all men, but God commended his love toward us. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That mighty hand of God, the holy arm of God have been extended to a lost and a dying world. And he goes on in our text and he says in this wise in verse two, the Lord hath made known his salvation. How did he do that? Through his strong arm, through his mighty hand. 
And I want to go down and just look again at verse 9. Before the Lord, for he cometh to judge the earth. That's why he's coming. That's his purpose for coming. With righteousness shall he judge the world and the people with equity. It's going to be righteous judgment. It's going to be fair judgment. It's going to be honest judgment. Why? He's the son of God. Jesus Christ will judge this world, and he will do it through his righteousness. And those found without his righteousness will perish. And my friend, those found with his righteousness will have eternal life in Jesus Christ. I'm glad the arm of the Lord has been revealed to me. I'm glad the mighty hand of God reached way down into the depths of the pit and drew me out of many waters, drew me out of my dead state, drew me out when I was dead in trespasses and sins, and then he quickened me. Have a great day. Pray for us tonight in service in Harrisburg, if you would. We'll see you, Lord willing, tomorrow on the podcast. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing For the prodigal child has come home And the saints all with gladness are singing The glorious song of the redeemed